I can't wait for you to hear these inspiring stories. So consider this podcast your training on the road to the 2018 Winter Olympics. Well, you know, Fitz, it's one of the things that, as you're growing up, what do you do as a kid? I was told many times that being an amputee, I couldn't make these certain moves. That was a moment where the sport changed. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick for Hearst Television, but you can call me Fitz. Nadia, Mary Lou, Nastia, there's always one female gymnast who emerges from the Summer Olympics, the literal and figurative golden girl. Simone was the golden girl of the 2016 Rio Games. Simone Biles is the most decorated American gymnast after winning four golds and a bronze in Rio. So what did she do after the Olympics? Well, duh, dancing with the stars. I think that's kind of a given these days. But then she did things that you and I would probably take for granted, like going on vacation. In today's Call Me Fits, what it's like to blow up the internet, why Simone is so public about her life as a foster child, and someone has her first boyfriend, and she is ridiculously cute talking about him, while her father, by the way, is a few feet away from us. One more thing. I recorded this interview a few weeks before Simone's teammate Allie Raisman went public with her sexual misconduct allegations against Larry Nasser, the former team doctor. So if you're wondering why we don't get into that, it's because it actually hadn't happened yet. Simone has, however, tweeted her support of Raisman. All right, on to my interview with Simone Biles. All right, just a couple of Texas girls hanging out for a little while. Yes. Yeah, Simone Biles, thanks for joining us for the uh, Olympic podcast. We're excited to have you. Oh, thank you. All right, well, welcome to the Sacramento area. We are actually in Memorial Auditorium. We're in a, this is a dressing room that we're in. You were brought to this very dark, closet-like <laughs> place. <laughs> but you're going to do it, so I appreciate it. So the podcast is called Call Me Fitz because my last name is Fitzpatrick. So you just oh, have to okay. call me Fitz. Yes. Easy to remember, right? Um, and I have a couple things I want to make sure I talk to you about. I want to talk to you about the word comebacks. I know athletes hate that word. Yes. And I want to get your impression on it. Yes. I want to talk to you about a um, big announcement that you just made. Anything that's like really important to you that you want to put on the table today? I love working with foster kids, being a voice for them, um, speaking out for them. I think it's exciting just because I grew up in foster care and then was later on adopted. Well, then we will definitely talk about yes. the foster system. And uh, let's talk about the Olympics coming up too. Yes. All right. It's Call Me Fits with Simone Biles. I'm so excited to get 15 minutes with you, and I'm going to talk really fast, probably, okay. to get lots of questions in. So, um, well, th have you been to Sacramento before? Yes. I came to Sacramento for the first time about two and a half weeks ago. Okay. And what yes. were your impressions? I didn't get to see much. Usually on these trips, I'm in and out, so I don't get to explore too much. Oh. Well, and you I should come back and hang out. Just hang out for a while. Yes. But you can't, because you're going back to work. Yes, I yeah. am. <laughs> <laughs> so your big news right now, your big announcement is that you have committed to going back into training yes. and making a go for the 2020 Olympics. Was that yes. a hard decision to make? Um, no, I think right after the Olympics in 2016, that was my plan to take a year off and then to get back into training and then assess my goals. Okay. And so at what point did you say, yep, I'm ready to do it again? Um, it's been quite a year, and the travel gets That's hard. That's an understatement, and, by the way. Yes. <laughs> it's been just like a crazy year, um, and I just knew by the end of the year, before starting into next year, it might be a little bit too, too late to start and want to compete, so I figured just do some basic training here and then get back into it at the start of 2018. Have you done any gymnastics since Rio? 
Um, we had a tour okay. right after the Olympics. But I mean, like gymnastics, gymnastics. Oh, I did gymnastics, gymnastics on the tour, but oh, I've been in the gym. But I mean, like going in and going yeah. and training for the day. No, not training. I've been going <laughs> in and playing. Okay. But it's very different when you're playing. You just do whatever you want, and then you're like, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> you don't have to feel quite as sore the next day. Exactly. That's good. Do you miss the the discipline and the structure mm. of the training? I think I missed the schedule of the day just because I knew how every day was going to be scheduled rather as now. I don't even know when I'm leaving, coming home. It's kind of sporadic and all over the place. And I think I just like the discipline of the schedule because I've done it my whole life. Yeah. And when you've done it your whole life, that sounds awesome to not have to live by a schedule. (laughs) But then when you get there, sometimes it's kind of hard for people. Yes, it is hard to not have a schedule some days. I would have a day off and to me I was like that's so weird I'm like are you sure I don't have anything I would call my agent and she's like Simone you're off today and I'm like <laughs> it's like, just so strange <laughs> yeah so let's talk a little bit about what you did um, post Olympics what was mm. that first week like after Rio what did you do oh goodness we flew right after Rio we flew straight to New York and then we did the VMAs and then we were on all these talk shows in New York and it was kind of crazy it was all over the place you can't remember it too too well because you're just going back and forth and you're so sleep deprived you don't even know what you're doing or saying. Yeah. Did you have an awareness of how much your life had changed at that point? Um. Yes. You did. Yes. When did you know that? Did you know that during the games? Did you know it before? During the games. You did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just because how much we were broadcasted all over the place and then we would get so many tweets and then you'd see all your followers go up and... Everyone back home was snapping me or texting me videos about, oh my gosh, you guys are everywhere on the news here, everywhere. And we're like, oh my gosh, we literally blew up the U.S. (laughs) Yeah, you did. It was crazy. (laughs) You broke the internet. Yeah, we did. Did did you get any advice like during that time about Mm -hmm. kind of keeping it together? Because you have a phenomenal family. Yes. (laughs) You got your dad sitting right there by us. Um, You have a great family. But did you have people at the time saying, look, this is getting really big, Mm -hmm. whether you want to be or not, you're, you're becoming the face of this game. Did anyone kind of sit back and go, here's a good way to handle this? Or did you just kind of navigate that on your own? I think we kind of navigated it on our own just because somebody can tell you over and over, but there's no way you can prepare for that. So whenever it comes, you just expect it to be overwhelming. Um, but I mean, we had Allie and Gabby and they've been through it. So they gave us little tips here and there. What did they tell you? Just like to not pay attention to to it too much because it literally happens overnight and there's nothing you can do about it. You have no control. So really just embrace the moment and focus on your job that you have left to do. So you get back uh, after the Olympics and you go Mm -hmm. and you do all the TV stuff and you're doing VMAs and you're on the cover of magazines and all that stuff. Um, There's a point though where you do get a little bit of a break. And I noticed just following you on social media that you did some stuff that maybe you couldn't do as an Mm -hmm. elite level athlete. Like you went to Belize, you Mm -hmm. jumped from a bridge, you did. (laughs) Like you can't do that kind of thing when you're on your way to the Olympics. Yeah, you can't because you start getting so nervous about everything and superstitious that. I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to do this or that. So right after 2016, I was like, I can really do anything I want. So did you have a little bucket list ready? Um, I did. Well, okay. So what was on that list and what did you get to cross off? Okay. Like not cliff jump, but we jumped off of like these huge like things into water. I got to swim with sharks. Yeah, that's definitely off the list. (laughs) (laughs) We got to do indoor skydiving, jet skiing, 
just like be free basically yeah because when you are especially a gymnast mm -hmm. everything happens so early in your life yes. that there is a time that you, you give up a lot of the, the time as a teenager mm -hmm. when a lot of us went out and did some kind of dumb stuff <laughs> that we hope our parents yes. don't know about mm -hmm. um, so how, how freeing is it to be able to take a year and to go do silly mm -hmm. things like that it was amazing and it was kind of fun because my parents had no excuse to say no anymore and I think that was <laughs> oh they had a few they wanted to hesitate but they're like man if something does happen there's she has a year off so like we can't really tell her no yeah so we just got to be free and they're like okay Simone what do you want to go do and whenever I told them I wanted to swim with the sharks we were in Hawaii and I've done it in Belize but it's nurse sharks and I wanted to do it in Hawaii but I wanted to swim freely with them and I said mom I just there's this place you can go North Shore you can swim freely with the sharks. She said, absolutely. She's like, with hammerheads and stuff? I said, yeah, I'm so excited. She goes, no, you'll be in a cage. <laughs> so we did the cage one, and I was like, oh, man. Uh, you know what? I'm a mom. I yeah. totally get that. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm not going to get a report that you got eaten and your brothers no. come back. Oh, my gosh. Do you know you'd be all over the Daily News yeah. with that? Simone Biles yeah. was eaten by shark yeah. because she was there voluntarily on purpose. Yes. So maybe next time. <laughs> so you also did Dancing with the Stars. I did. That was awesome to Thank watch. You. Was that super fun? It was a lot of fun. I mean, stress comes with it, but I think we're used to it because I, I was an athlete, so I'm used to putting in the work and all of that. But it's so different. Yeah. So different than Is it gymnastics. true you had never danced with a boy until you did it on yeah. national TV? Really? Yeah. That was for real? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. All of America's watching me dance with a boy. And in the beginning practices, he would try to get so close to my face. And I would back up and I'd be like, uh. And he's like, Simone, <laughs> stop doing that. You can't do that. I'm like, uh, don't touch me. <laughs> like, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. I'm like, my mom's going to see this. She's going to die. Oh, but it looked like it was just a ton of fun. Yes, it is a lot of fun with the costumes, the dancing, and everything. And what is your favorite dance move now? My favorite dance move? Goodness. I don't know. I really liked our cha-cha that we did. Um, and then we did a trio, we did a paso, and that was a lot of fun. You know what's so great? You're going to have the skills for the rest of your life. Yeah, I hope That's so. the best part. <laughs> so you were in town um, to help with the United Way luncheon that is honoring and celebrating foster kids. And mm -hmm. this is something, and everybody knows this from your Olympic story. We saw lots of great stories with you on NBC last year. Um, talk a little bit about the commitment you've now made to really be the face for a lot of foster mm -hmm. kids. I think it's important for the foster kids to see it doesn't matter where you start, it's where you go from there and how you take it and your outlook on it. Because not all of the stories have to be sad. Um, I know a lot of kids go through a lot of unfortunate situations and it does break my heart because it's so sad to see all these young kids go through what they do, go through what they went through. For people and, who aren't familiar with your story. Yes. Um, when you were three years old, you became yes. part of the foster care system. Yes. And? And then five years old, I was adopted out of it. So I was in and out of it, went to live with my grandparents, went back, and then was adopted. And so I finally, me and my sister got out of it. Um, but a lot of kids don't don't have it like that. They're, yeah. they're in the foster care system throughout their 18 years, and then they they age out, which is very sad. When you meet these girls, and here's what I've read about you, that you are very good about the schedule with interviews and everything else, and then the foster girls come in and like yes. the schedule goes out the window yes. <laughs> because you keep talking. And yes. what do they talk to you about? What do they want to know from you mm -hmm. about your experience, and what yes. do you offer them? 
Most of the time they want to know how long I was in there, how my outlook changed whenever I got out, and how I just kind of um, went through it and had like an open mind. But I always tell them it's who you surround yourself with. And I think that's very important for them to hear because sometimes they feel alone. So that, again, is also sad. But then we just get on the topic of if they do sports and how school's going and things that excite them. Find your thing. Yes. Everybody needs their thing. Yes. Do you mind being a role model? Some people don't like the responsibility of it. Um, I try not to think of it as a responsibility. I think of it as an honor. But sometimes you do feel the wear and tear that you always have to be on and present yourself. And it gets a little hard, especially when you're really tired. But then I get to go to these events and see the kids. And a lot of the things I do is with kids. And that always cheers me up and makes you me excited. You are just the sweetest thing ever, <laughs> I swear. You. Okay, so going back into training. Yes. Um, is it going to hurt? Yes, it's yes. probably <laughs> going to hurt so bad. <laughs> You're realistic about it, though. Yeah. Are you looking forward to it, kind of? Do you like I'm the Supper Fest I'm looking forward to it, yes. Yeah. And I think we're so used to being sore that when we're sore for a long period, it's just normal. And I'm like, I don't even know what it feels like to not be sore. And now that I've felt that, I'm terrified of that feeling. Yeah. But kind of excited for it, too. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah that's great. Um, you, we have the Winter Olympics coming up here. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those last couple of months before you qualified and made the team, went to the Olympics? Yes. It's an awful time for yes. first-timers, isn't it? <laughs> yes. You just feel like everything happens so fast, like the world is falling, but then you're also rising, and it's just like, it's so many emotions in one, and you don't really know how to balance it all, because yeah. it happens so quickly. So what advice would you give somebody who's trying to, you know, qualify in bobsled or yeah. skeleton or skiing I would right say... Now? Do what you do in practice and don't change anything because once you see the stage and the qualifications, you get nervous that you have to put that last like oomph in, uh -huh. but you don't. Just do what you do in training. Repetition is important, yes. isn't it? I mean, mm -hmm. it's kind of boring, yeah. but at the same time it works. Yes, of course. Which is really good. Um, what's the most exciting thing happening in your life these days? These days? Yeah. I would say getting back to training. Um, my dad's How about that cute boyfriend? Yeah, I, I was going to say. Oh my, my gosh, dad's going to hear it. I have a boyfriend now. Oh my gosh, now. your dad's shaking his head again. <laughs> <laughs> he really likes him though. He seems like a really nice yeah. guy. Is it fun to be in this new kind of more adult part of your life now? Yes, it's very different because like us gymnasts in the elite world, we grow up, we're homeschooled. So I wouldn't say we're like selfish about ourselves, but in a way we are because we only ever have to worry about ourselves. Yeah. But he gets it because he was a gymnast too, so we work well together. That's, I like that. Yes. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do I want to be when I grow up? I'm not sure. Maybe be a voice for foster kids, be more involved with that, or do something in like the sports business. Oh, I think you're going to be successful no matter what. <laughs> thank you for joining thank us you. on Call Me Fits. Of course. Thank you. Good luck to you. Thank we'll you. We'll see you in Tokyo. Yes. <laughs> 24 then. Yeah. All right. We'll see you then. See you. You can follow Simone's adventures from the gym on Twitter at Simone underscore Biles. Don't be surprised if she doesn't get back to you right away at the Twitter. She has one million followers.